listening to Save Me an Isle Seed, the show that talks about musicals in an understandable and relatable way. I'm Katie, and I'm joined by my fellow musical enthusiasts, Amber and Kylie. Hello. Also joining us is our musical newbie, Matt. It me. <laughs> this week, we are going over Seussical, a fun interpretation of a couple of Dr. Seuss's stories, mainly Horton Hears a Who. Who? Huh? Exactly. What? All right. Don't start this. Where? <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> I might get smacked, so. Just go. So we are following along with the original Broadway cast recording, which is on our Spotify and will be linked in our show notes as usual. So a little bit of background about this show. It began workshopping back in 1999 and went into a bidding war for the rights. It had out-of-town tryouts in Boston in September 2000. Now, it opened on Broadway at the Richard Rogers Theater on November 30th of 2000. So this show actually received almost universally negative reviews. (laughs) (laughs) Which is so interesting because I really love the music of it. But I I guess I get it. Um, But in an attempt to boost ticket sales, Rosie O'Donnell was brought in for short casting as the Cat in the Hat for a full month. Why? Oh, what? (laughs) Right. Huh? I wouldn't have picked her either. I don't. Why? She she was a lot bigger back in 2000. Yeah, but why? <laughs> it gets better. Does it? Aaron Carter. You know, the pop oh. star. Stop her. Yeah. <laughs> Aaron Carter. I liked him. And Olympic gymnast Kathy Rigby were also cast for short engagements. Uh, <laughs> what? Sure. I could yeah. see Aaron. Super interesting. I don't know about gymnast, though. <laughs> yeah, I well, she, Kathy Rigby actually went on, I think, to play Peter Pan. Hmm. Mm. Yeah. So she 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 uh, went into the, the acting life. Uh, unfortunately, these appearances, they did boost ticket sales, but it wasn't enough to keep things afloat, which sucks. Due to its bad ticket sales, the show closed on May 20th, 2001, after only 198 performances. It was estimated to have lost $11 million, <sighs> making it one of the worst financial flops in Broadway history. Whoops. Oopsie, poopsie. Oopsie daisy. Whoopsies. Whoopsies. It did, however, have two U.S. national tours. The first one ran from September 2002 to June 2003. The second, a non-equity production, toured from 2003 to 2004. So before you guys ask, Equity is short for Actors' Equity Association, the AEA, and it's their American Labor Union. Yes. So for the tours, the script was extensively reworked to change slash remove some songs and dialogue, making it a little um, better. Hopefully. Question mark. Approachable? More. Appealing? Tolerable? Less going on, I think is better. Ah. (laughs) Tolerable. Oh, they got to the point. (laughs) Ah, Yes. (laughs) After that, it went off-Broadway, so it moved to a 90-minute show that was staged at the Lucille Lordle Theater, and that ran from July 19, 2007, through August 17, 2007, so not very long. And (laughs) (laughs) this show was geared towards children, specifically, and was even presented for free, so, I mean, that helps. Was it not (laughs) towards children before? You know? No, it it wasn't specifically aimed towards children. It was a Broadway show, and Broadway is just a broad spectrum of audiences. Yeah. So. Seussical did go to the West End. It opened at the Arts Theater on December 4th, 2012, and actually returned in 2013. It also went off West End 
It opened at the Southwood Playhouse on November 22nd, 2018, and played for seven performances. So that's a whole lot, I guess. Wowie zowie. Interestingly (laughs) enough, though, um, I'm not sure how much we've done that have done this, but it actually also went to South Africa. Uh, It opened at the Lyric Theater in December 20th of 2019. Very interesting. Throughout all of these shows, there were four different types of show that kind of all happened at once. There was a full-length production that was similar to the one that originally went on tour. There was a one-hour production that was intended to be performed by children, because that's possible. There was a 30-minute production intended for really young children, and then a 70-minute streamlined production for all ages. So I thought that was really interesting. It's like they no one agreed on just the one right. version. How do you keep track of all the different types of show? I don't know. Like, I guess it's just like a theater got it and they were allowed to take liberties with it because it didn't, initially didn't do so good. So. Gotta do whatever you can. <laughs> they were just like, let, let it go. We need to get some money. Can't let make it, it worse. Wrong show. Wrong show. <laughs> so now with that messy background out of the way, let's go ahead and jump into the storyline. And the storyline that we are following is the one that went on tour, which follows the music. As far as I know, that's it. Like, it follows the music that's that we have in our Spotify. So the show opens on a bare stage, aside from a red and white striped hat. A small boy wanders in and finds the hat, wondering who it belongs to, mentioning maybe it belongs to the cat in the hat. As if on cue, the cat appears and tells the boy he's been brought to life by the boy's thinks. The cat creates the Susian world and characters around the boy and himself in the song, Oh, the Thinks You Can Think, which I love this yes. song. much thinks. He reveals he's about to tell the story of someone as imaginative as the boy is. The cat encourages the boy to think of the jungle of Newell, where we see Horton the Elephant bathing, which I think is a little gross. Hey, it can't be as weird as watching uh, Lord Farquaad bathe, so... Uh, <laughs> that's true baby feet <laughs> oh, baby, baby feet. feet no we survived that i think we can survive this <laughs> absolutely <laughs> so horton hears a strange cry coming from a nearby dust speck reasoning that someone must be on it calling for help and it, this is reason because he's got very giant ears because he's an elephant he puts the speck on a clover and decides to guard it in the song horton hears a who However, Horton is relentlessly mocked by the other jungle animals, including the sour kangaroo, who don't believe him and think he's a fool. And this song is Biggest Blame Fool. So they basically all get together and just make fun of him, because who would believe that people are that tiny and stuff like that? What a bunch of bullies. The whole jungle of bullies. Kangaroo shouldn't even be there. (laughs) Be in Australia. In Australia. So only Horton's bird neighbors don't mock him. And one of the neighbors is Gertrude McFuzz, who admires his compassion, and Maisie LaBird, who is just more concerned about herself, so she doesn't really care what he's doing. <laughs> so Horton discovers that the speck he saved is actually a microscopic planet populated by creatures called Who's. The citizens of Whoville introduce themselves and their yearly Christmas pageant, decorated by their friend, the Grinch. Yes. Yes, definitely. So this takes place after the <laughs> <laughs> They all reveal that they are unable to control where their dust speck flies, which would be honestly terrifying. Yes. And <laughs> we don't know where our planet is going. <laughs> they are also on the brink of war, and their entire population of truffula trees has been cut down. Oh, no. <gasps> so this is the song here on Who. The Who's thank Horton and ask for his protection, and of course he agrees to guard their planet. Because he best boy. <laughs> 
the goodest of boys. The cat in the hat pushes the boy into the story further where he becomes Jojo, the son of the mayor of Whoville and his wife. Jojo has been getting in trouble at school for having thinks, so his parents tell him to take a bath and think normal thinks instead. Jojo blames the cat for getting him in trouble and tries to send him away, but the cat instead encourages him to imagine the tub as McElliot's pool in the song It's Possible. McElliot's. Sure. McElliot's that pool. That's a weird name. Haven't you heard the musical? It's been Amber- a while. It's fine. <laughs> Jojo inadvertently floods the house, leading his parents to wonder what to do about their son. The song How to Raise a Child. My son just <laughs> flooded the house. What do I do? You're the one who told him I to get the tub. Kind of, so, like, initially yeah. misread that, and I, I saw it as, who raised this child? <laughs> <laughs> Whose child is this? One of the who's, of course. Clearly not ours. <laughs> so the cat hands them a brochure for a military school, so they decide to send Jojo to that, which seems a bit extreme, but okay. Um, yeah. This military school is run by General Genghis Khan. I'm not going to be able to say this right <laughs> General Genghis Khan Schmitz, who's preparing to go to war with those who eat their bread with the butter side down, which I agree, that is against the law. Mm-hmm. That is. And this is a song of the military. Why? The only time butter side down is a thing is like grilled cheese. Because you're putting it in a sandwich, and that's the bottom part. I don't know. No one knows. No one knows. So while away, Jojo meets Horton. And finds a mutual friendship with him in the song Alone in the Universe. So sad. Depressing song. Meanwhile, Gertrude, uh, that's Horton's neighbor, has fallen in love with Horton, but is afraid he doesn't notice her because of her droopy one-feather tail. And the song is The One-Feather Tail of Miss Gertrude McFuzz. Very apt. I wonder what the name. song's about. I don't know. <laughs> I have not been able to tell. <laughs> no idea. No idea. Maisie, the other neighbor, who has a beautiful tail, advises her to go take some pills to make her tail grow new feathers, you know. Oh. Just go take some pills. That's how you do things. That'll fix all of your issues. Unfortunately, Gertrude takes too many, causing her tail to become long and unwieldy. And this song is Amazing Maisie slash Amazing Gertrude. It worked, though. So she just gets obsessed with having a big, long tail and just, I need more feathers, so she pops pills and... I need more! Exactly. Horton is ambushed by a group of delinquent monkeys, the Wickersham brothers, who steal the clover and run off with it in the song Monkey Around. Horton gives chase, and the brothers give the clover to Vlad Vladikov, the eagle, who drops it into a large patch of identical clovers, and the song is How Lucky You Are. Undeterred, Horton begins looking for the clover, hoping the Who's are still alive. Gertrude catches up and tries to get him to notice her, but he's a little too busy, so she goes off to take more pills. In the song, Notice Me, Horton. Oh, no. This boy won't notice me. Notice me. Must take drugs. This has got terrible messages. So many. This is why it didn't do well. (laughs) You're not wrong. Hopefully that's why it didn't do well. Mm. (laughs) Actually, like, the reason it didn't do well is because, like, there was... Literally too many story arcs going on at once, and everyone yeah, got confused. Like, <laughs> there's so many characters. Like, the Grinch actually had his own song and storyline. The Lorax had his own storyline. Jojo was actually supposed to meet the dude from uh, that story. Mm. The the one stir, it's one stir, something yeah. like that. And so it was just all over the place. So this is actually a chopped down version. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Continue, sorry. Horton is about to search his three millionth clover. Because he's dedicated. When he 
Who's this hope? Aw. Maisie, sitting in a nearby tree, offers to help him forget about the who's by hatching an egg she's too lazy to care for in the song. How lucky you are. Horton reluctantly agrees, and Maisie leaves for vacation. Terrible mom. <clears throat> Horton sits on the eggs through months of harsh weather as he tries to decide between the egg and the who's. The song Horton sits on the egg. Hunters notice him and capture him, taking the whole tree with them. Because <laughs> no. they just uproot this whole Chaos. tree with an elephant on top <laughs> of an egg. Gertrude tries to help him, but she can't fly due to her heavy tail because of all the drugs that she's been on. When will you learn that your actions have consequences? <laughs> I guess it's teaching kids lessons. Everybody suffer enough. And then the cat. And the hat closes the act with a reprise of How Lucky You Are and actually conducts the band during the intermission. Hmm. Yeah. So what we've learned in Act 1. Don't do drugs. Don't do drugs. Stay away from a cat. Don't do anything nice, apparently, because everyone will make yeah. fun of you. Horton is, like, the only kind of good Decent person. person. Is the cat a villain? He's just kind of an ass. <laughs> okay. That seems He's fitting like- for, like, the movies and stuff, too, though, so... Yeah. The cat in the hat he's, is just a, tr- a shit star. Yeah, yeah the, the potster. He's, he's just wanting things to he's happen. He's the trickster of this universe. If he wasn't there, nothing would happen in this musical. Literally, it wouldn't exist because he's the one that tells the boy to become Jojo and grace this whole world. Right. Do a think! <laughs> what? Huh? You did it! <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, um... Can we pause for a second? My fam's about to leave. Since we're at intermission. Yep. Oh, I'm sorry, Sam. Gosh, Jesus. Okay, I'm actually glad they're gone because I totally wanted to make a size matters joke back then, and then I didn't <laughs> because my mom was sitting right there. <laughs> well, now you can. <laughs> Katie can edit that hey, in with the whole tail thing. Size matters, okay? <laughs> anyway, well, obviously it doesn't because now she can't fly. <laughs> It can be too big. Hey, yeah, exactly. Yes. That's definitely possible. Never take pills to get bigger, kids. That's the true <laughs> message. It's not worth it. Or grow your hair back. <laughs> okay, so how does everyone feel about this mess of a first not, act? Confused. I have confusion. I understand why it's not doing well. Yeah, and yet the music is so catchy. That's the thing, like, I mean, it's so like, weird to me because I feel like the show is, like, really popular and really well-known, and I know people that have been in it, but at the same time, it's such a weird show. It really Why is. It well, it's like, you hear, you hear Dr. Seuss and, like, the lyrics and stuff go, and you just get hit with the nostalgia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, you can kind of, I guess, put yourself in those worlds in a way, so maybe that's, like, why it's appealing. And maybe they just kind of put on the blinders and don't look at, like, <laughs> everything that's happening. They're just like, ah, oh, this is wacky and goofy. Yeah. But I don't know where the story is actually going. Yeah, so we've got Horton stolen by hunters. A Gertrude can't fly to save him. JoJo's off at military school about to go to war. There's an evil vampire <laughs> bird. <laughs> Vlad! Vlad Vladikov. Who's just kind of a jerk, along with some monkeys. Everyone in the jungle's a jerk, except for Horton and Gertrude. Yeah. Pretty much. So yeah, I have no idea. Like, usually in musicals, you can, like, act one ends. And you're like, okay, I kind of know how act two is going to go. I don't nope. know what's going on in this. No. Nope. Yep. And the Who's are just lost somewhere in a clover field. Mm, goodbye. 
The first act is popping pills, the second act is alcohol. Yeah. Okay, Kylie, why don't you give us some factoids? Yay! Cue the theme music. Yep. It's Kylie. <laughs> There's your theme. Okay. So a fact, <laughs> a fact about the show. David Shiner, who played the cat in the hat in the original Broadway cast, also created the Cirque du Soleil show Kuza. Which is kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Guy know what's he, knows what he wants to do. It also did way better than Cisco. I mean... <laughs> One can only hope. <laughs> yeah. And a theater fact is, as far as anyone can tell, the Queen's Theater in London is home to the West's and only gay ghost. Whoa! Male staff members regularly report a male presence watching them get changed, and some even allege that they have had their bottoms pinched. <laughs> okay. That's, that's gay. That's super gay. So the, the reason I picked that theater fact thrown into the script for this week is when we were originally supposed to record this, it was supposed to be June. <laughs> Pride month. <laughs> ah. Whoops. Whoopsie. Now it's, uh, yep, July. Now it's America month. But listen, gayness is every month. True. You cannot escape you it. You cannot escape the gay. Nope. You could have said this one until, um, October, too. October? October. No, we're gonna yeah, we're gonna do definitely more spooks. I like spooks. This was just like it made me laugh. Spook adjacent. So it was like the only known gay ghost, and I'm like, that's oddly specific, mm-hmm. but okay. <laughs> Co- color me curious. <laughs> okay. Uh, anyone else have any more thoughts about the act one? Weird and confusing. Yep. I'm giving a thumbs up for the at home listeners. There's a lot of thoughts, and I don't know what to do with them. Fair enough. All the things you can think, Kylie. Oh, they've been well, thinking. Let's see if Act 2 can answer any of them. Mm. Probably not. Good luck. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's take bets. Act 2. We open with Horton, still hatching the egg. And he is being auctioned off to the traveling circus McGurkis. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Thanks, Seuss. And this song is Egg, Nest, and Tree. Slash Circus McGurkis slash How Lucky You Are reprise. Oh. There's a lot happening in that. Yeah. So that whole, like, section takes place across, like, a couple of different songs there. At one of the shows in Palm Beach. Sup, Florida? Uh, <laughs> I don't want to be in Florida right now. I don't right. either. No. Get out, get out of there, Horton. <laughs> you don't follow any rules. <laughs> He's going to come back and be infected. <laughs> He's going to infect all those two tiny goos. No. So at the... At the show in Palm Beach, he meets up with Maisie, who insists that he keep the egg since it's made him such a big success before she leaves him. And this is the amazing Horton. So she basically waltzes in there because she's like, yeah, I'm going to see a circus. And Oh, Horton, you're like the main star attraction. You know what I'll do? I'll let you keep the egg. Mm-hmm. She's kind of a... Deadbeat mom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, in, in like her original song, she mentions how she... She hit it, hit it off with a guy, and he just bounced and left her with an egg, and she was like, I didn't want to be a mom. Oops. Oops. Yep. So she just abandoned it. So Horton mourns the loss of the Who's and JoJo, but vows to protect the egg, since that's all he has right now. And the song is Alone in the Universe Reprise, which is even more depressing than the original one. 
He sings a lullaby with, so Jojo's on his planet and they're both singing, quote unquote, together about a magical place called Sala Salu, which is kind of like an oasis slash heaven for them. Oasis! Oasis! Saltale Cassidy? Saltale Cassidy. Saltale Cassidy. Utah. Utah. That's from a different show. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Throwback. <laughs> yeah, you should have listened to that already. Except for you, Mom, don't listen to that. No, don't listen to that. <laughs> Mama, everyone else, go ahead. Yeah. At the same time, the mayor and his wife, Miss Horton and Jojo, and also wish for Sala Salu. And this song, of course, is Sala Salu. Wow. Wow. I wonder what it's about. Sala Salu. Oh, whoa. whoa. <laughs> no way. <laughs> Mind-breaking. So Jojo is with General Schmitz and his platoon at the Butter Battle. As the Butter Battle commences, and this, yes, it's not me reading it wrong, it's called the Butter Battle. Commences, but Jojo deserts in an explosion, leading Schmitz to believe he has died. Oh no. He's just taking children off to war. What is happening? Dr. Seuss, man. Uh, <laughs> Gordon's sitting on an egg, that's all I know. Yep. He's gotta, he's gotta protect that egg. That's the only thing I'm sure about in this musical. <laughs> so Schmitz heads to Whoville with the bad news while the cat performs the reenactment because he is just a shithead. Jojo is still alive, of course, but he is very lost and can't find his way home. And the cat appears with a band of hunches, encouraging him to use his thinks to find his way home. And this song is called Having a Hunch. What are hunches in this? Like you have a hunch. Okay, but like... I should go left. No, it's the literal interpretation. Oh. Just like thinks aren't actually a thing, it's him doing a thing. I thought when you said hunches, he had like just creatures with him. Yeah. They're... Just like some like <laughs> monsters. Well, they they are. Oh. But they're his hunches as a marching band. His hunchmen? It doesn't make any sense. Don't try and make sense of this show. You can't. Now that I think about it, you probably should have done this show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, what? Because I really like the music this is, this and I was a like... fever dream. You stole I his had thunder. never actually looked up the story, like, a fully. Yeah. And now I'm like, what? Right. <laughs> Continue with these hunches. <laughs> with the hunches. So Jojo follows his hunches and uses his thinks and happily reunites with his parents, who forgive him and his thinks. Sorry we sent you to military school. Welcome back, son. <laughs> We're glad to have you back, our strange magical child. <laughs> right. <laughs> Welcome back, God. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Anything you think will become true. Oh, no. Yikers. Look at one kid in Supernatural. <laughs> right. Yeah. He's the Antichrist. Uh, Jojo is. Okay. Well, yeah. All right. So Gertrude, pretty fancy tail and all, sneaks into the circus to rescue Horton. She explains how she plucked out all her feathers so she could fly again and confesses her love for him. Aww. Oh. And she also reveals that she found his clover. <gasps> which, wow. Magical. Right. Delighting and relieving Horton, who finds who is alive and well in the song All For You. The Sour Kangaroo and the Wickersham Brothers arrive to take Horton back to the jungle. So, like, here's the thing. So they knew where he was probably the entire time. And they just couldn't have been bothered. And they just came to get him to put, like, to put him on trial for being nuts. These people are animals. Terrible. 
Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> it's, it's fine. So, yes, once in the jungle, Horton is put on trial for the crime of, quote unquote, talking to a speck, disturbing the peace, and loitering on an egg. Hmm. <laughs> the real crime. Yes. Uh, and this is the song, The People versus Horton the Elephant. This was months ago, too, like when he first started selling the egg. It's been months. They had to build the case. I guess so. That's true. It does take a while. Uh, so, aided by Gertrude, Horton makes his best case, but Judge Yertle, the turtle, of course, uh, finds him guilty. Guilty. He orders Horton remanded to the Newell Asylum for the Criminally Insane and the Clover to be destroyed in a kettle of hot nut oil. Ew. Interesting. We're not going to... We're not going to talk about what that really is. I want to know that. Don't even worry about it. I <laughs> stopped trying to follow anything. I love also they were like, he's criminally insane, but to make matters worse, let's just burn the thing he's obsessed with. Yeah. Just, you know, for shits and giggles. So, Horton desperately encourages the Who's to make as much noise as possible to prove to other animals that they exist, but the other animals don't hear them. Probably because they're chanting, boil it, the entire time. Because they're jerks. Jojo uses his thinks to conjure a new word, yop, Y-O-P-P, which he shouts loudly enough to reach the animal's ears. Yeah, so if you ever just want to be heard. Yop. Yop. Yeah, over any other circumstance. I'm I'm going to use that tomorrow when the floats get separated. (laughs) Yop. Yop. (laughs) I'm like, Amber calls. (laughs) The other animals are finally convinced and vow to help protect. Well, <laughs> protect. <laughs> Do they protect they and protect attack? And attack. But more importantly, they yop back. <laughs> <laughs> they yop back. Matt wins the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I will see you guys next time. Goodbye. <laughs> Matt gets to be a meme. <laughs> That's, yeah, I'm going to make a meme for that, just just for this this show. Do it. Good. So they vow to protect the Who's, and Horton is acquitted. So they're like, oh man, you weren't totally insane, let's just pretend it all never happened. Because that's how life works. When you prove somebody wrong, they definitely go, oh yeah, I was wrong. Sorry about it. No. Oops. Listen, this is teaching children to, to forgive. To to admit that yep. they were wrong? Maybe? To make fun of the mentally handicapped until you learn that I they're not actually mentally I wasn't going to go there. <laughs> That's kind of what they did, it's teaching though. people to sue the insane. Ooh. That's better. <sighs> so he got his name, Dr. Sue. Hmm. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> You're going to be fired, Matt. <laughs> I think that's a risk every episode. It is. Terrible. Jojo is accepted by his parents and the rest of Whoville as a thinker nonstop for saving their planet. So he's probably going to accidentally explode the planet in the future with his thinks. Because, you know, he's God. Horton's egg hatches into a tiny flying elephant bird. Oh. Amazing everyone. So did she hook up with an elephant? No. It's because he, he sat on an it elephant for so long. By yeah. association. By sheer yep, will. This is... Yep. Yep. The birth of Dumbo. Yeah. It's yeah. Dumbo. <laughs> so they just, like, gave birth to a mutant monster. Uh-huh. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> I know they didn't do it this way, even though I haven't seen the play, but just have it hatch just be like, ah! 
like just <laughs> limbs everywhere. <Yeah. laughs> Breathes fire for some reason. <laughs> so the fact that there's an elephant bird in this egg kind of dismays Horton. I mean, sure, it's terrifying, but uh, however, he panics at the idea of having a flying progeny and not knowing how to fly himself. Like he doesn't want to keep his kid grounded or whatever. That's Gertrude, however, reassures him that they can raise the child together because she can fly and he's an elephant. Sure. So, you know, yep. whatever. Power couple. <laughs> uh, yes, this, the situation <laughs> is awfully convenient for me. I'll help you raise this child and live with you forever. We'll get married and everything. So this story closes with the cat returning to sing the finale slash Oh, the things you can think before vanishing along with the scenery, leaving his hat and Jojo, who is now just the boy again. The boy picks up the hat, dons it, and says, Seuss! Just at the crowd, I guess. And then during curtain call, the company performs a number based on green eggs and ham called Green Eggs and Ham. What? Wow. Hmm. Wow. We made it through. <laughs> we did it. And that is the end, you guys. Can you tell why this didn't do well on Broadway? Yeah. No. And this was yep. even the condensed version. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, the Onceler. That's the guy's name. The what? The Onceler. The guy that from the Lorax that chopped down all the truffle trees. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. He originally was supposed to meet Jojo and help him back to his okay. family. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. I just remembered. Um, weird. Confusing. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And strange. Mm-hmm. I second that. <laughs> I third it, right, too. podcast, guys. I'll uh, talk to you. <laughs> but again, the strange thing is, like, the music is really good. Well, the story sucks. Mm-hmm. I mean, good music can carry just about anything. <laughs> Obviously not well enough. <laughs> Amber, what's your thoughts? You know... this is a show that i've just i mean yeah like the music's fun but it's just not a show i've ever been particularly a fan of which i mean Mm. understandable yeah so it's just not particularly even on my radar and so i just i don't know i just don't understand how someone thought that this was a good idea i don't i don't understand i feel like this could have done so much more yeah. Like, Seuss is just such a, like, well-known, like, it's a staple. It's such a common, you know, what I'm trying to say without the words that I can speak. <laughs> they had so much room to, like, work with things, because it's Dr. Seuss. You can pretty much do just about everything. And they tried. And, and I think that's the problem, is they tried to and- do everything. Yeah, and I like I like the idea of like his stories all kind of taking place in the same universe. They just tried to fit too many together. Yeah. yeah. So I I feel like if you just I don't know made the cat in the hat more of like an actual like character storyline as opposed to just like being there. Yeah. Maybe like because then he can be the glue that like really connects it because like he's technically involved in like all the spots but Mm -hmm. it's still really weird it doesn't feel right yeah yeah the cat that plays also a bunch of random characters throughout the show i know i didn't really mention it but like he's a newscaster in the very beginning he is the doctor that gives gertrude her pills and that explains it he's the one that gives the parents 
you know, the pamphlet for Jojo. Yeah. He's just like these random characters throughout the entire show. He's just constantly there without being there. Yeah. Yeah. So I just. It just seemed very scattered. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like maybe a, like, I don't know, more just on like Horton and Jojo, like going on an adventure together or something with like a cute little lesson for children in it. I would be totally fine with. And then maybe but in like the background, just... you you like splash in the all the other world stuff, like just to show that it's like, hey, it's here, right? But we're but not we... delving into it. Yeah, yeah. So it just, yeah, I don't know, man. And I've never seen this one live or anything, so Me I can't either. imagine how it looks on stage either. Because this also can't be easy to portray elephants and yeah, tiny planets and well, most most bird of the eggs. things I've. I've seen, like, they wear, you know, like, regular clothes, so they're, like, people, mm-hmm. whether they're animals or not. But they, like, I saw one that was really cute, like, the sour kangaroo was a girl in overalls, and she had her, her little joey in there. Mm. And, like, the one I saw where Gertrude had, she had a feather boa for her tail. Okay. And so when they plucked her tail, they popped all the feathers off, mm. and it was kind of mm-hmm. a neat visualization. Like, I didn't see the actual show all the way through. I watched someone's dress rehearsal of it Mm -hmm. way, way back when I was young. So I only remember little pieces of it, but. Yeah, I'm I'm curious to know what, like, children think of this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because considering it's supposed to be, like, slightly more aimed towards them, at least some versions of it. Like, what lessons would a kid get out of this versus us who are clearly older than children? I'm struggling to find lessons in it. Well, that's not what I'm good saying. One, like, maybe. I'm wondering if having a more innocent perspective might make the show funner. Maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I guess it's like the same concept of you getting enjoyment out of Dr. Seuss stories. Like, you read them and they're nonsense. But. They have, like, an air to, like, a lesson. Do they? Some of them. One fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish. Green eggs and ham is, like, trying new trying things. Trying new things, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, oh, the places you go, that's a cute one. But. No. Kylie, what's your thoughts? Uh. <laughs> wow. Fascinating. Ash. I'm going to need a little more from you. All the thoughts just went out of my head. All her things. All they're my gone. They're gone. I do like the concept of things and hunches. That is really cute. It It is cute. Obviously, it was uh, <laughs> very. Confusing to Matt. <laughs> yes. Well, it's it's oh, kind you, of a terrifying image. Which yeah. You it, the way it was like set up in the script, it was capitalized. So I was like, okay, it's like a character. But you're mm-hmm. like, no, it's like hunches. Like the, yeah. the things. And I was like, oh, so it's, it's not creatures. And you said, yeah, it's also creatures. So I was like, yes. What? <laughs> but they're they're brought to life just as much as JoJo's thinks are. I was having that like old woman with the numbers passing, <laughs> like trying to figure it out. <laughs> What is a hunch? <laughs> is it a character or is it a hunch? You know, wake up in the middle of the night, I got one of those, like, cork boards and just, like, drawing <laughs> lines <and> to... <laughs> what is a hunch? Are they connected elephant to the things? Elephant bird? I don't... <laughs> elephant plus egg? What? But bird Demon? plus... Bird plus bird equals elephant bird. Bird. Egg. What are laws of jungle court? <laughs> <laughs> How big was the the elephant bird egg? I want to know that. 
Not that big. Listen, the fact that he was sitting on it for like an entire act. <laughs> the fact that he climbed a entire tree to sit on an egg. Yeah. Dedication. Without crushing it, without breaking the tree. Also, like, how does he become the star attraction? Just by sitting on an egg? He's an elephant that sits on an egg. Like, to humans, that would be wild. Exactly. Put that in Florida. So big money. Big COVID. Florida man sits on egg. <laughs> Florida man sits on elephant sitting on egg. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> they probably have had a Florida man sits on egg story before. Probably. I, I like the narrative in my head that like all the stories, it's the same person. All it's some man. like super villain or hero, whatever you <laughs> want to word it. It's just the same guy in every single story. <laughs> same chaotic force. Yeah. Focus on this show. Huh? What? Yeah, what? That show is scattered. Why can't I be? True. He's not wrong. Yeah. True. <laughs> Anyone have uh, more thoughts on this one? Maybe just listen to it. Just listen to it. If you want to go see it, let us know how it goes. <laughs> yeah, and if you have a perspective on it that we don't, please share it with us. Of course. Because we just want to know. Yeah, because we, we definitely form our own opinions through what, you know, we learn through the script. So <laughs> if you have a different opinion, please let us know. Like, if you put if you put on this production or if you were in this production, please, like, how did that go? <laughs> right. Were you confused? How many children were in the audience? <laughs> right. How many thinks did you thunk? How many hunched it, hunches did you get? How many hunches did you... Punch? Hink? Punch? <laughs> anyway. Hunched. How many hunches did anyway. you punch? Hunched it. Hunched it. So, guys, that is Susicle. I do recommend listening to it once on Spotify to kind of understand uh, where we're coming from on it. And if you find it anywhere, you know, go check it out. Let us know how it goes. Because it's not put on very often. There goes my thinks. Mm-hmm. Uh, Your things got funked. <laughs> They got thunked. Before we close this one out, I did want to bring up our Patreon. We try not to bog you down too much with it, but we did want to let you know that we kind of tightened it up and made it a little cleaner and easier to understand for you guys. So there's just three tiers. We're still offering you a lot of content, but it's a little bit more straightforward on what you're getting. So if you would like to check that out, we are still at patreon.com slash save me an aisle seat. We would love if you at least checked it out. Also, if you could just please share the word about this podcast. We love doing it. We're almost at like 300 downloads, I think. We're almost there. So if you could just tell some folks, give us some reviews on Apple Podcasts, if you could. And follow us on Twitter, because Amber works real hard. I post things. She does post the things. It is really fun just to see like the numbers go up Mm -hmm. on the little graph, like even if it's just a little bit, so... It's amazing. Any any little share can, can mean the world to us. And, you know, you just get to share with somebody some, some goofs and some laughs. Yeah. Maybe you'll learn something. Maybe you'll learn something. Take a second out of your day. Well, a couple, 40 minutes. <laughs> no, I mean, day. just to share it. Yeah, that's true. But if they, you know, go to the Patreon, we do have like a blooper reel. Our blooper and then they can great. get some laughs in a second. That is true. Our blooper reel is pretty great. I will be compiling another one that should be out um, somewhere around the end of this month. Because I like to get about two months worth of content shoved in there. 
because it's a lot of a lot of good fun. And for those of you that might be curious, um, we do keep track of all the times Amber says the F word on this show. And after it's a couple months, we're going to put that be. out. Yeah, and see how many she gets to. I think we're getting better. I definitely cursed too much in this episode. I know. I've been trying not to. I don't think I said it today. Did I? You haven't. You haven't. I No, you just got very frustrated at <laughs> your, your flubs, but that was about it. Yeah. I'm getting better, guys. He also had your mom watching you, so... <laughs> For, like, That's half true. of it, so... <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, if you want to check out our Patreon, we do give little tidbits out like that, like our blooper reel and just little fun stuff that we do. We also do have an extra episode out there that we recorded with my mom, and uh, it was a lot of fun. That one is uh, posted up there. Mind the crickets. Mind the crickets. Cricket. Don't understand if you listen. So yeah, also we are fleshing out our website a little better, so you can still find that at www.ragtagnetwork.com. We are on there as well as our other podcast and hopefully some future things. Projects. Projects, thank you. Some future projects. So we're going to go ahead and close out this episode. Thank you, as always, for listening to this episode of Save Me and I'll Seat. We really love doing this, and we appreciate any and all support that you get. I love hearing all the reviews from mostly my family, but <laughs> I like hearing that people like listening to us talk about this stuff. If you would like to reach out to us with any tips or just to say hello or to tell us about what you did in Susicle yourself, you can reach us at savemeanisleseat at gmail.com or you can tweet us at saveanisleseat on Twitter. Thank you guys. We'll catch you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. See ya. Oh, bye-bye. <laughs> That was so creepy. Always with you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening to this episode of Save Me an Isle Seat. You can find more episodes and shows similar to this at www.ragtagnetwork.com. Follow us on Twitter at Save an Isle Seat. We make this show just for the fun of it, but if you would like to support what we do, please check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash save me an aisle seat. This episode was brought to you by the Ragtag Network.